Welcome to Speak. I'm Joy Taylor. Emmanuel Acho is out today. We have a great show for you. There is a lot going on around the NFL, and I'm here with Fox NFL analyst DJ Hushmanzada, Rick Buecher, and Eagles all-time leading rusher, Shady McCoy. Uh, you don't have any kids, but you guys have kids. I have some kids for you guys if you want some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, My son and his home is taking it. in the studio today. Hi, guys. About to rush the set. <laughs> Are they, are they being shy? Oh, wow. They've been, they been bad all day. They don't look, do they don't look like told to me. They're, all, they're, they're, you know, making themselves comfortable on the yeah. herd set. Yeah, they talk a lot. At the end of the show, though, you guys have to come on and you got to do the final read. All right? All right. Oh, all right. There you go. We got it. I don't know if I approved that, but that's what's happening now. <laughs> Let's start with the big news. In the Big Apple, Aaron Rodgers has reportedly restructured his contract with the Jets, taking a pay cut of around $35 million over the next two seasons. But that's not it. The Jets plan on meeting with free agent Dalvin Cook this weekend. Giving back money. Interesting, interesting. TJ. You know you're rich, though, right? Right. You can hold that 35. Take that, take that guarantee back. Me, but, but I'm going to let you have it. What does this new deal mean for the Jets, TJ? Dalvin Cook is not visiting the Jets. Dalvin Cook is signing with the Ooh. Jets. That's what that means is when you give up money that, in essence, was your money, mm-hmm. they are not releasing you. That's money that you know for a fact. Okay, I got this money coming in. Okay, I can spend X, Y, Z. I can do this. I, to just give it away, that's odd to me. He's a better man than me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So when you say Dalvin Cook is coming in for a visit, no, we are signing Dalvin Cook. And, and so Aaron Rodgers has done something that I don't know if anybody has done this before. Just not give 35 guaran- mil. That's a lot but of money. It's, and it's guaranteed money. Mm. You renegotiate to give money back that – your in essence is a given you're going to make. So I, I don't, I don't know what this means for the Jets. Uh, expectations may raise or may not, but Aaron Rodgers has a lot of sway in that locker room and that organization. When you do these type of things, they are mm. going to listen mm. to what you have to say. Absolutely. And, and maybe Aaron Rodgers, being as smart as he is at Cal Berkeley education, uh, he's thinking about that. He wants to have some say. And what better way than to give money back that I know I'm going to make? Shady? I love it. These last couple of months, I've been, I've been loving some Aaron Rodgers. The moves he's making, the way he's, the, the way he's acting, the way he's behaving, the, the leadership. Things that I haven't seen in a long time, right? Bigging up all his younger players, being around them, taking a pay cut. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Taking a guaranteed pay cut, <laughs> right? To go out there and get some other players. <laughs> now, you know they're going to get some offensive players, if the quarterback's taking, you know, uh, giving money back to go out there and get some more talent, yeah. why not? That Two things. One is, it lets me know that he's all bought in and dialed in with the Jets. And two is that he's going to be there for this year and next year and potentially another year. Because he's, he's structuring the contract that way. And I do think that this team is going to be very good because the things that he's doing. They already have a solid defense. They have a lot of young talent. And now he took some money. He gave some money back so he can get some other talent on the offense. Like you talked about Cook. I mean, you go out there and get Clowney on defense. You go out there and get Leonard Fournette, right? Um, Kareem Hunt. There's some players, some running backs. They might out there and go get a lineman. You never know. So I love the moves they're doing, and it shows you that, that he's really dialed in. Look, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe he's a different guy. I, I don't. I, it happens. I, sometimes people change. Yeah. Sometimes people change. I don't tend to believe that, but sometimes people change. It does happen. Right, right. 
But I'm also, I don't want to be a hypocrite. People talk about change, right? Yeah, they yeah. say I'm going to be different. I have a different approach. I'm excited, la, 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 la. But what are you actually doing? Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. He didn't give back like $5 million. He could make that in commercial or something, right? Right. He gave back $35 million guaranteed. We throw a lot of big numbers around, <laughs> but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a, that's a, that's a career. Mm-hmm. For some people. Man, that's, that's a nice house in Beverly Hills. A nice house? Nice one. That's like three nice houses in, in this economy. You get a nice house still in Beverly Hills for, for $35 million. That's crazy to me. So I don't want to get crazy. I don't want to get, you know, all wild. But he's walking the walk. That He's saying, I'm giving money back. That was 100%. It, it was in the account. That's just, you can count on that hitting, hitting the account. Yes. $35 million. And we look forward to it, too. I'm, I would look forward to it as well. So... Maybe he was just really that miserable in Green Bay. Maybe, maybe Green Bay isn't as well run as everyone thinks that they are, which I've had the sneaky suspicion for years that that might be the case. But this does seem to be a little bit of a different Aaron Rodgers. Rick, you're standing over there with, with, with a, a look on your face like you're about to shoot us all down. He, he, just, uh, he just gave a starting quarterback back to the New York Jets is what he gave them price-wise, right? Right. Yes, price-wise. Now, right. why would he, now, why would he do this? Why would Aaron Rodgers do that? I mean, this is in his heart. Help the team out. He's a leader. Yes, let yes, us, let us know. Let, let us know. You, you, he is let sparing. Us know. He, is, he is demonstrating that he is sparing no expense to stick it to the Green Bay Packers. Mm. And to make this as successful as possible, which is still sticking it to the Green Bay Packers. Right? Yeah, sure. He is doing all the things that he would not do in Green Bay the last that couple of true. years. Right? He took that for a year over there. <laughs> he's, he took every dime that he could get from them. He didn't do OTAs. He didn't engage the young guys. Like, he didn't do any of these things. So to me, this is just one more measure to make sure that you find out just how, how good I can be and what you were missing on because our relationship wasn't where it was supposed to be. But this is what I'm capable of. So... It's not on me that I'm not in Green Bay. It's on them that I'm not in Green Bay. It's not, it wasn't on me that I wasn't doing these things in Green Bay. It was on that front office mm. that I wasn't engaged the way I was because they weren't willing to engage me. Right. New York Jets, man, they come and talk to me. They ask me what I want. Like, yeah, he, he yeah. is. So, you know what? I like what's going on. Let me give it. You, you need $35 million back? Let me show you. Because ultimately. I don't know if I dislike anybody that much. Okay. Not to the tune of $35 I mean, million. I'm, I'm pretty petty. I'm but... not trying to prove any point to the yeah, tune of $35 million. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, honestly, I'm with you. You think they asked him to do this or. or he... He brought the conversation up, like, you know what? That's I think we need some more peace. Like, how did this question? come about? Right. I mean, maybe the conversation was, this is, this hey, we're rare. trying to bring in, you know, these certain players, but it's, right. you know, so- sorry, Aaron, it's going to be a little tough with yeah. the salary cap, whatever. And Aaron's like, what can we do? Yeah. Maybe that was the conversation. I have a hard time believing they walked in there like, yo, run us this 35 no, yeah. back. But you might be on to something. Because while I've had my, you know, disagreements with some of Aaron's choices over the past couple of years, one thing I've always been on Aaron's side about is you're not about to play me and move up in the draft and draft Jordan Love. And you couldn't so much as bring, give me a call. You, you couldn't shoot me a text like, hey, we're about to draft your replacement. And that's the Packers are who they are. That's what they did to Brett Favre. Like they this is this is their yeah. style. But I. 
always understood his pettiness and resentment towards them for the way that they handled that. Yeah. So you might be onto something there, but is there more or less pressure on Aaron Rodgers? Or has it changed at all that since he's made this move, Shady? This season? I'm, I'm going to say um, this season? Yeah. No, I'm going to say less pressure, right? Because I think that even though you're talking about this season, but when you look at the whole grand, grand scheme of things, is that, okay, we have two years to get this done. Right. And potentially you get him another year. So I think that if the pressure is in the, the, the length of the contract, all right, we got Aaron Rodgers here in New York. He's a jet. We want to get a championship or at least compete for one. I think this year they figured out he took some money off. They might get some more players. They're going to compete this year. A new team. Right. Now that he's there. And then I think next year is the real pressure. Like, all right, all right, bro. Yeah, I know you gave us 35 million. That thanks. Right. I know we got some more pieces. What are we doing now? We're trying to compete and we're trying to win. So I think the real pressure is next year. I think it depends on how this year it goes. If they have an incredibly successful season, they go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, make it to the AFC Championship game, there won't be as much pressure next year. Right. But it will depend on how the season goes. But I think all of these decisions depend on how the games actually go. Uh, everything that we're talking about right now is on paper stuff. We've, we're already seeing, we'll have news about, about injuries that are happening in camp and things are changing quickly. And we know how quickly it can change during the course of an NFL season. So to me, we still have to see how he plays. If it, all this sounds great and is great until the games start, if it doesn't right. go as plans, then uh, the pressure will. And that schedule's hard. That yes. schedule's hard this year, too. So we have to see how that plays out. Yeah. But what do you think, Slick? Uh, I think this takes pressure off of him. And it puts it on Robert Sala, and it puts it on Nate Hackett, and it puts it on Joe Douglas, their Douglas, GM. Because basically what he's saying is, I'm going to give you the money to make us better. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yes, yes. And, yeah, you can't blame me. Right. I mean, you can, you, you can blame me less, right? Because I'm giving you the wherewithal to make this team better around me. And so what they do with that money and how much better that team gets, I, I just I don't see anybody in New York. I mean, again, like to, to TJ's point, look. Nobody gives back $35 million. No. Like, <laughs> he he want to win, though. God. I've never seen him out like this. He wants to win. Extraordinary. And so how they spend that $35 million, that's where the pressure lies. Is there less pressure on Aaron no, this season? No. It, I can't believe you guys don't believe it's more because when you get better players, your expectations are higher. Mm-hmm. So this $35 million, I agree. They're going to spend this on maybe a Dalvin Cook. If he's going to visit, I'm almost certain Dalvin Cook is a New York Jet by the end of the day. Mm. When you have better players, now it's, oh, man, the Jets, they have such a great team. Where's the weakness at? They have this. Your expectations are going to rise where the pressure will increase. But that's on the Jets. That's not no, necessarily no, no, no. on it's, Aaron. No, no, no. It's always on a quarterback, is it not? If the Jets have a great season, we're going to give oh, Aaron Rodgers credit. If me. the Jets have a bad season... It's Aaron Rodgers' fault. And so it's all on him. Pressure's not on Dak, though. So, I mean, that's one thing. <laughs> that's a different team. I think, it's a, I think it depends a lot on how Aaron plays. Aaron's going to be better than what they had last year, obviously. We oh, know that. Yes. But it will depend on how Aaron plays. I mean, there was, we're, we're going to talk about it very soon, but there was a lot of talent in Denver last year. And nobody predicted that it was going to go as badly as it did. And a lot of it was at the feet of the quarterback. So there, there's many different or ways. Or somebody would say the awful coach. Well, right, 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 right. Like I said, we'll get to it. I, I, think, I think it really depends on how the games and the season actually goes. But this is, this to me is maybe it's the same old Aaron. It's still calculated. It's He's right just. Here. He's just giving different energy. 
I, I tend to think it's not a it's it's not a new Aaron though. I tend to think that maybe there was there, this was like his younger, no, fun no, self, no. and maybe the last couple you, years in Green Bay just kind of you know kind of took it out of him maybe, a little. Bit. Okay, let me break it down like this, right? Because this is a new Aaron for sure. You ever like um, your parents, right? How about this? Your parents, they probably were tough. On, well, my parents were tough on me. They were tough right. on me, right? My mom and my dad. Soon I had kids. They had grandchildren. Nowhere like that. <laughs> Way different. Yeah. They don't, they don't punish him the same. They not. They, you know, more. Yeah, they giving him candy for dinner. Aaron Rodgers, right? Now he's older. He got gray. He got all this gray. He, he teaching. Oh, he teaching. No, yeah, man, 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 we're talking about a difference he, between a year. I, you're gonna no, tell no, me no, that, no, 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 Aaron and being in Green Bay, I don't recall prior to the Jordan Love draft that, that we heard about Aaron Rodgers being frustrated and upset Man, and struggling to Aaron be in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has been painted in a light that obviously he's not. I'm just telling you. I disagree. I, I don't, I just, I, I've never heard players, they speak on how good teammates he's had. You know they, speak, hold up, they speak about how good he is, yeah. but they don't speak like, oh, he's such a great person. We're... A dude like Tom Brady, they're going to speak about how good he is as a player, and they speak vibes of how great of a person he is. You see what I'm saying? You know a lot of wide receivers. It, it, it's very they keep different. it real basic. Like, oh, I love Aaron. He's a, he throws the, a great deep ball. The, the way Brady <laughs> came into the league and the way Aaron Rodgers came in, it's completely different. When you come into the league and you start at the basement like Brady did, you view things yeah, I mean, a lot different. When you become that guy, you might change a little bit. That's not. You might but, be in the basement until you up here, then you're going to act like you up here. Brady that's, don't. That's not it. Rodgers was, although he got drafted late in the first, he was a first-round pick. But he didn't play for three years. But he still was a first-rounder. Yeah. You're, you're a first-rounder. First-rounder was in the basement. I don't know. All I know is I'm excited to see what the Jets do this year. Coming up, the Ravens made big changes to help their star Lamar Jackson. Yes, they did. It's enough to see a different team in Baltimore. Plus, we have some news out of Cincinnati as well. That's next on Speak. And don't forget, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we have breaking news in the NFL with Joe Burrow, and unfortunately, it's not details on the new oh. contract. The Bengals quarterback hobbled off the field and was carted back into oh. the facility. Non-contact injury. This was at practice today, so very scary. Coach Zach Taylor said Burrow suffered a calf strain and gave no details on the severity of the injury. Mm. Bengals coach added that this likely takes Burrow out of preseason participation. So we just showed the video there. Not a whole lot to speculate on, but obviously really, really scary and unfortunate to watch. Any thoughts? Get, get, better, get better fast, Joe. Yeah. How are you saying stuff like it that? It is a, a different leg than the ACL, a, ACL terror in Oh, well, okay. Why, why do we have to bring that up? Come on. Because it sucks. We'll be all right. As, as, long as, he, as long as he can play, we're going to be all right. It's, it does suck. And 
just talking about his contract, things of that nature. Maybe just put things in perspective. But for Cincinnati, everybody is holding their breath. Yeah, everyone's holding their breath. Me too. I'm holding my breath for him, too. It will soon, Joe. And we will bring you any more updates that we have uh, throughout the show. Staying in the division, the Ravens had a very busy offseason, adding offensive coordinator Todd Munkin and offensive weapons for Lamar Jackson. The former MVP is clearly excited as the Ravens get going at training camp. Lamar said, quote, the atmosphere feels different for Baltimore. Shady, do you expect the Ravens to be different? Absolutely, year? in a good way. They're going to be a really, really good team. And, like, one thing Lamar Jackson has said, the whole city's waiting for this. Just think about this for a second. They've been competing all these years, right, having good records. I mean, he's the, the, the second best, he has the second best record, winning record other than Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So he's a winner. He's been winning with that type of roster. Just basically good defense, solid run game, and Lamar Jackson. Now you bring in some help. You bring in some weapons. You, you bring in some speedsters. You bring in some route runners. You, you bring in some number one type receivers. You bring all these things. And now guys are healthy, so I, I truly believe that they'll have a really, really good year. I've watched the Ravens play with, with, with okay type of talent on offense, right? Mm -hmm. Now they got some real players. Woo. It's going to be scary in Baltimore. I do expect it to look different, not just because of the players, but also it's, it's a different offensive coordinator. And the purpose of changing around the offense was to lean into Lamar mm -hmm. throwing more, yeah. which he can do. Uh, it's really just, to me, it looked like the offense was here, Lamar, go, go in the game. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not really had the weapons that Save he us. needed as a top player. And when you look at that, how that's looked over the years, it, it tracks that way. Even last season, they were 19th in scoring offense, 16th in total offense, 28th and passing offense, but second in rushing offense and have the second-ranked offensive line. Mm. So this is a very imbalanced offense for a team that has a player of the caliber of Lamar Jackson. The reason I also expect it to look different is because they want it to look different. Yep. They have made concerted efforts. Lamar has talked about wanting it to be different. They changed the offensive coordinator. They brought in new offensive pieces. So they want to lean into it looking different. How it actually turns out, we will get to see. Mm. But I do expect it to look different. It will 100% look different. Lamar Jackson's first five years, they were a run-first offense. Mm -hmm. This is a passing league. So last year, they ran the ball 50% of the time, obviously. They threw it 50%. The league average is 57% last year. At times, it can go to 58 59% run-to-pass ratio. So just from that perspective, they're going to look completely different because at least they're telling us we are going to throw the ball more. So if they get in more in tune with the league average, I mean, Lamar and the Ravens will throw the ball 10 to 13 times more per game, which they hadn't done. So that right there will be different. The first five years, Lamar and the Ravens, they've experienced success, but not at the highest level. So they had to change because everybody, when you're the Ravens, you play for Super Bowls. What they were doing wasn't working at the level they were trying to get to. So they have no choice but to change. Now, whether this gets them to where they're going, they have to change because, like I just said, it wasn't working. Right. And so can Lamar be that guy? I'm going to say yes because with Lamar, they averaged 25 points a game last season. Without him, 13. Mm, That's yeah, a huge – yeah. Lamar was 2-0 against AFC North last year in division games. Without him, they went 1-3. and And so Lamar Jackson, if he can really throw the ball the way they want him to throw it, I expect the Ravens to be better, but – we just don't know because why, when the league average is 58%, they're throwing the ball 50% of the time. Because that's what John Harbaugh does. That's what John Harbaugh has always done, which is why I'm not convinced for all that they've added 
that it is going to be appreciably different. He's been there 15 seasons now, right? Um, their scoring defense was in the top 10 11 times. Can we see the, the comparison? Rushing yardage, they've been in the, uh, in, in the top 10 nine times. Passing yardage, <laughs> they've only been there once in 15 years. So I understand that they've got all these new weapons, and I understand that they probably realize, you know what, the game has kind of changed. But John Harbaugh, has John Harbaugh changed? And if things, if they happen to struggle a little bit, what is he going to go to? He's going to go to his tried and true, because this is the one thing about the Ravens, is in that division in the AFC North, they've gone to the playoffs more than any other team, 10 times under John Harbaugh. So we can say they play for Super Bowls. We can say that it hasn't worked of late. But the tried and true is they've been pretty damn successful doing it the way John Harbaugh has done it over the course of these years. So I hear you. And what I'm is not success, though, Rick? Well, success for the Ravens is winning a Super Bowl. Right. And that's why they're changing. Understand that. Understand that. I just, you, and you guys know this. Like, coaches, when, when things don't go right and they're trying something new. Do what you do. What do they do? They go, do what you they do. They go back to what they know. That's what they trust. So maybe John Harbaugh is going to change and Todd Munkin's going to be given a lot of rope and Lamar's going to be given a lot of rope. I just, if I close my eyes and I think about the Baltimore Ravens, that's not how I think about it. Yeah, but that. that's, they, they had a culture of playing great defense and running the ball, right? But it's, it's times were changed and, 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 and they changed the coordinators. A lot of coordinators they had was more just, we're going to run, run, run and let the defense win the games. But now it's changed. Now how you win games is different. And I think that once you change the coordinators, we're going to see what Lamar Jackson is. Another thing I want to say is, the Ravens had, in that 15 years, they haven't had a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk about Joe Flacco. He was okay, right? He won the Super Bowl. Respect to that, but come on, right? He's, he was all right. He's okay. He's not Lamar Jackson. Way, way different. So now they have a guy like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we're going to see him throw the ball, and we're going to see him run the ball. We're going to see him win games because that's what he does. Got to put a little more respect on Lamar Jackson. No, you, you know what? I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to take Joe this Flacco, as disrespect it, towards Lamar Jackson. Flacco, it's not it, disrespect it is, towards it is. Lamar Jackson. It's looking at who Joe, John Harbaugh has traditionally been. I, mean, but, I hear you on that, but the, the patience starts to run out when you're in a division with Mike Tomlin and you've got Joe Burrow and here comes the Browns. you got to score. All of, those, hmm. all of those offenses are scoring points and you're defaulting to what you're comfortable with. Being comfortable will get you out of a situation real quick yeah. before you even notice it. I get that. TJ, are you convinced that Lamar Jackson is going to take advantage of all these weapons? I don't know. And the reason I say I don't know is because <laughs> when you're in a position. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What did you say? Oh, you I don't said? know. You, and, and, we didn't have the wide but this the thing. I'm ready. I'm ready, though. Yes. When you he's throw, ready. When yes. you throw the ball <laughs> as few as they did when, since he's been a quarterback. Mm. I mean, at times, okay, 2020. They ran the ball 50, 56% of the time. 56% of When you're doing that, it's almost as if they don't believe in him. Yeah. But this year, six. If you can't do it now, you can never do it. I'm going to say Lamar going to be able to throw the ball. I know the type of work Lamar is putting in. I know the guys that he's working with as far as his mechanics and throwing the ball. And so I know they do a good job. I'm going to say he's going to get it done. But do you all know who the, the number one receiver last year for the team was, especially in the playoffs? Demarcus Robinson, where I played with him in Kansas City Chiefs. Solid player. I want to have him as my number one receiver. Mm. That's what they had. Mm -hmm. So when you ask these questions, can he throw? Can he do this? Can he do that? To who? 
Now we got some weapons. Right now I could throw a, a, a five or six yard route and a dude could take it for 25 yards, right? Like all these other talented quarterbacks have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like little Jamar Chase is six yards, he's going 60. Right? We can well, talk about the, it. The only Come way on. to take advantage of a... You got to throw it, though. They weren't throwing it. Right. But the only way to, to take to advantage of a full-threat quarterback is to have the fear that he can throw it if you lean into only protecting the run. So that's what keeps defenses honest. So they're, they're going to have to lean into it, but we will see. Coming up, Sean Payton is throwing shade. That's my brother. He's, right he's throwing it at everybody. But the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett caught a couple strays. <laughs> is he out of line? That's next on Speed. A couple. He came with the bazooka. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. What matters in Denver is Sean Payton is the new head coach, and he is, he is he has some things to say. He called out the offseason approach of the Broncos' Week 5 opponents, the Jets, saying it doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much bleeping time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch Hard Knocks, all of it. Jets head coach Robert Sala responded to Sean Payton's comments. Say, listen. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. You know, it's... uh... Obviously, we're doing something right if you got to talk about us. There's a lot of people who are hating on us. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. Uh, but all you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. He the eagle. He trying to be the eagle, Jerry. Crows pecking at the neck. Yeah, I mean, you want to be the bird. You agree, but you ain't the green, green, you know? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, a, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Look, he, he called him out, so you got to respond. I don't know. Uh... That's like coach's beef? It's like a coach's beef right there. Coach's beef. TJ, was Sean Payton out of line? I like it. Nah, I don't think he's out of line. We we don't see this coach-to-coach, team-to-team, so I actually like it because they play week five. I believe that's October 8th. October 8th. They're going to be ready. Put it on your calendar. When you look at Denver's schedule, they have an opportunity to be 3-1, and maybe 4-0. and The 3-1 and could be they could lose to the Dolphins. I believe that's week three. But now... That game gets a little more interesting. Yes. And Sean Payton is looking at it from the perspective of what he was told that happened in Denver, what was allowed. It's almost as if a parent is in the room now and you're not going to let the kids just do what they want to do. The players in Denver, they were doing what they wanted to do and Sean Payton is going to put a stop to it. Like, he almost made me believe Nathaniel Hackett shouldn't even be a coach in the league. Mm. Like, mm. it's that bad. Like, and he basically said it. Yeah. Like, heck, it that bad? Like, it was really the coach and it wasn't the player. So now, now Russell Wilson, you got to go make Sean Payton be right with this statement. You got to go play good football because Sean Payton is basically coming out saying you are going to play better because the coach that you had was god-awful. Shady, was he out of line for talking about the Jets like this, for throwing the Jets in it? No, I'm going to say no. <laughs> nah, I like it. I mean, I love when people, coaches, whoever it is, are honest. 
And he spoke the truth. He, you know, he came into office and, and he probably asked, hey, what was the issue last year? What was going on? And they were probably running all the things down that they did in practice. You know, who was in the building? What were they doing? And he's like, I, I can't believe this. Sean Payton's like an old school type of coach. Even like, you know, Russ probably having some of his employees coming into the, to the building, guys either work on his arm or his trainers. And he probably, I, I'm not used to having that. I had a guy like Drew Brees who's a Hall of Famer and he didn't have that and I didn't allow that. So I'm not going to allow that here. I'm sure I could, I could tell you this, that now in that practice in Denver, it's way different than it was last year. Them dudes are probably, they on time for meetings. They, they doing all the right things to get better. And he's making everybody in that room accountable. That's what they need. And I do think that the, the Broncos will be a better team this year. And I have no problem with nothing Sean Payton said. I like Sean Payton. One thing about him, and we can both get along and, and understand, is that he keep it real, I keep it real. I mean, don't, they don't like it. They don't like not, it when you keep it real with I'm him. not going to argue with Sean yeah. Payton. He's just one person I'm not arguing with. The, the Jets caught a stray. They did. Like, he's, he's talking about his team, and he's talking about all the things that aren't going to go on with his team. And he noticed the team that is the loudest this offseason, which just happens to be the New York Jets. And the Jets are now on Hard Knocks. And traditionally speaking, Hard Knocks doesn't necessarily translate to postseason success. So actually, the Jets, the last time they were on Hard Knocks, had a successful season. So I argue maybe that, maybe it's, uh, it's all coming together. But he's just pointing out that the way that you do business in the offseason, the type of attention, the type of expectations that you raise from big moves, the type of talking that you do and, mm -hmm. and all that, you have to live up to it. And sometimes all of those things can be distractions. And I think distractions sometimes is like a big word that people take very seriously. But when you think of what you put your energy into every day, right. you only have so much of it. That's when true. you go to work, you drive it to work every day and you know exactly who you're going to talk to on the way in. You know exactly what you're going to have for lunch. You know where you're going to park. You know what your routine is. Right. You know what you know the, the mm. local reporters. You know who's going to have attitude, who's cool, whatever. When you know everything, you can focus more of your energy on getting better. But if you're doing all this other stuff, sometimes it can be distracting, especially in a new situation. But I ain't telling Sean Payton not to say nothing. What do you think, Rick? Was he out of line for this? Yeah, he was out of line. Because this wasn't him taking shots. This was him taking a blowtorch. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? He was letting it he, sing. He, he, lit him, he lit up the coaching staff. And when he says 20 dirty hands, that means the 10 coaches, the entire coaching staff of the Denver Broncos last year had a hand in why they were as bad as they were. It wasn't my guy, Russell Wilson. It was the coaching staff. And then, oh, and by the way, the New York Jets, who hired the guy who was the head coach here last year, they ain't doing it right either. If we're talking about distractions, why does Sean Payton have to talk about last year or get specific about who was at fault last year or what the Jets are doing now? Shouldn't his focus just be on what he's doing with the Denver Broncos? Isn't, can't I make the case that bringing this all up and lighting a fire for the New York Jets in week five, October 8th, like, I'm creating problems for my team. I'm creating challenges for my team that don't necessarily to be there. He could say all the stuff. You, know, you have no idea how much work we've had to do this year without naming anybody specifically or going after how the New York Jets are going about their business right now. Because let's face it, they signed Aaron Rodgers, okay? They are going to get a lot of love yeah. and a lot yeah. of attention for signing Aaron Rodgers. I can't hate on that. So what are we... I, look, I respect Sean Payton as, as a coach. Without please do. Question. Please do. But, man, I, I just I feel like 
he did a little more than he had to do as far as coaching the Denver Broncos. Well, he wasn't done calling people out. The Broncos finished 5-12 and 12 last season, and he didn't hesitate to rip former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett while defending quarterback Russell Wilson, saying it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. <laughs> the offense, I don't know Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall, shoot, they couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. So, That's a good point. Shady, do you expect Sean Payton to turn around Russell Wilson and the Broncos this year? Absolutely. I, I truly do. I, I think coaching is a big thing. He talked about it. I mean, they ranked 31st in penalties. That's not players. That's coaching. Yeah. He talked about they couldn't get plays in. If you recall, watching the games, it's, it's the clock's running. You know, the, the play clock is like down to 10, and they're finally getting the play. They're finally coming out the huddle. That's coaching. I remember one of the things we, we, we watched that we hated was um, they couldn't figure out if they wanted to take a timeout, right, right. To, to have a field goal or go yeah, for it. Yeah. And they ran the whole clock down. Yeah. It was, like, confusing. So yeah. a lot of things he's saying is true, that a lot of that was coaching. And I do believe that they will change it around because Sean Payne's a coach, right? He's going to make everybody in that, that, that locker room accountable, coaches and players. Mm-hmm. Guys going to be on time. Guys will be in the right positions when they need to be. Catching the ball, throwing the ball, be on time. I think Russell, another one. He's going to hold him accountable, right? Because when you have a player that was better than him or even similar, you can coach him the same way. I could be tough on you because I did it with him. He's a Hall of Famer, and that's Drew Brees. So I truly believe that they'll be a way better ran team just by the coaching part of it because they got some talent. Jay, you know we got to keep it real around here. Keep it real. That's all we do. Keep it real. Last year wasn't bad. It was a disaster. It was. It was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible. And... We were all talking the exact same way about the Broncos that we are talking about the Jets right now. I got to keep it real because right. it's on tape. I said it. We were talking about Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls? Uh, is it bad if they don't win a Super Bowl this year? It was awful. It was unwatchable football last year. So, of course, Sean Payton is going to because what else can you say? There, nothing good happened in Denver last year. People got fired. It was a disaster. Dang. People lost their jobs. People had to move. It was bad. And we could see how bad it was. It wasn't like, oh, is there like some drama? Oh, he looks like he's having some problems. No, it was a disaster. It was bad. So he's just keeping it real. He's just saying, y'all saw it. Hmm. And that ain't me. Then <laughs> that's not how we're doing things. And so for him to come in and say, whatever you did last year, forget about it. Let that be the past. That's ancient history because we're doing things differently now. And it's going to be my way. And Sean Payton is a made man in this league. He, we've seen him take lesser quarterback talent and win games. Mm-hmm. Anybody he touches gets better. So it, it's absolutely within his right to come in and say, whatever they were doing last year was bad, and Russ still has it. That's it. What, what am I supposed to say to Sean Payton? I've seen him turn around an entire organization, build it up into win, winning a Super Bowl right. with a guy that people didn't want in Drew Brees. Don't forget, yeah, people, Drew, people yeah. didn't want Drew Brees. And they went and, and started a whole culture, changed a whole organization. Fans were going to games with, with bags on their head. It was not the Saints that we think, think of now. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he really, he didn't mince words, but what was there to say? Right. Yeah. Russ won four games last year. Yeah. We watched the games together. We were like, we are, it was painful to watch the Broncos last year. So we have to keep in mind the expectations that were there and how badly yeah. it went there. It's not out of line for him to say, Everything that went wrong last year, we're not doing that. But this is the challenge, is that now they have to be good. 
Now they had he, to be good regardless. They're paying Russ $100 billion, and they brought in Sean Payton. I get that, but he's, he has to have an impact on this team. And if we were so wrong about their Super Bowl aspirations last year, is it all on the coaching? Or did we maybe overrate Russell Wilson a little bit? Or maybe we overrated Russell the other talent? Russell was bad, talent? though, man. Bad. I'm, I, I'm not disputing that. All, and, and I'm not saying that Sean can't do it, but I look at the AFC, mm-hmm. and I look at that division – this is no easy task to lift them up. I mean, if they're two games better, based on the way Sean Payton is talking, that's not going to be good enough. Like, that, he, he's talking like, you really better, if, if you're going to have that kind of an impact, if coaching was that much of an issue and you're going to clean this up, then, then isn't it reasonable to believe or expect that things are going to be measurably better. And it's not that they won't be, but they won't ne- that won't necessarily be reflected in the win-loss column. And I think ultimately that's how people are going to judge it. I mean, we're going to keep it a buck about the Giants last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Giants won. Nine, uh, seven, well, well, I mean, you know what I'm about to say, Shady. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, they won nine games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if they won the year before that, but, like, that was. good. It wasn't good. Right. So, so a, a turnaround of three more wins for the Broncos from five to winning eight, eight games this year would be marketably better yep. for how bad yeah, the organization absolutely. was. TJ? Russell Wilson is going to be better. And Sean Payton has seen enough this offseason. To believe that, that. That's why he's talking the way he's talking. But this is what happens. You play with the Eagles for how many years? Like six. six and then and I play with the Bengals eight. And this is what happens. When you leave and go to a different team, then you leave and go to another team, and then you leave and go to another team, you start to realize some of these coaches, they trash. They, yes. Some yes. of these coaches are trash, and, but they get jobs because when you just stay on one team, you don't know if your coach is trash or not. Mm. But when you start going to different teams, you start to realize how is this dude coaching? That's a good point. And nobody talks about that. Oh, he's in the league. He's the best coach. False. And this Nathaniel Hackett cannot be a good coach because if Sean Payton turns this around right away, I don't care how good the Jets do. This all Aaron Rodgers. Hackett got to go because there's no way he would say these things if he didn't believe it. Like, he really believes that Nathaniel Hackett is the reason Russell Wilson didn't play well. This is the question I have. I believe that too, though. Can, can, can Nathaniel Hackett be a terrible head coach and a good offensive coordinator? I mean, yes. He was a coordinator. Yes. No, no, no. He was right. a coordinator, can, I mean, though. Can, was he not the coordinator? Understood. But I'm saying that if you're going to put the, the blame of what they defense was, Their defense wasn't the problem. It was yeah. their offense. But I do think, like, yeah. uh, in the context of what he said, I mean, he didn't – he said Nathaniel Hackett was very bad. Like, there's – yeah. It was really bad. But he also said there was a lot of other things going on that around not just sure, the actual know. coaching that affected the winning. Like he talked about having all the pomp and circumstance and all that. He talked about having too much going on with, with Russ. Like he, he's, he's got too many things. The parking spot, the, the quarterback coach, all, too many people in the building. There's no, there's no control. And if you are Nathaniel Hackett and you're a rookie head coach, which I thought was a, was a risky move to begin with, to bring in a rookie head coach to this situation, when you're a rookie head coach and you're dealing with someone like Russell Wilson who just got all this money, hmm. is this big trade, he's a guy who's won a Super Bowl, Ben to two, he's coming in with that kind of energy, 
maybe you make concessions that a coach like a Sean Payton wouldn't make for someone or would say or sit with them and be like, hey, I know you did things differently here or there. This is what you want to do. But we're running things a certain way here. And there's a certain level of respect. Now, Russ is in a different place now. He's in a more like he got to prove himself. He got but a, a rookie co- head coach may not. And that's still on Nathaniel Hackett. But maybe that played a role in it as well. You got a, a, a coach is a psychologist, really. That, that's what he is. Can you get along and deal with different people? And the toughest job is your best players. You got to figure out a way to reach your best players without pissing them off. If you can reach them, everybody else falls in line. But this is what happened in Seattle. Russell Wilson wanted a little more control, and Pete Carroll was like, nah, Mm -hmm. nah, you're not getting this. No, okay, we're going to get rid of you. And so he took that control to Denver it didn't work, so now he's going to fall back in line. But Nathaniel Hackett gave him too much of a liberty. He gave him too much rope, too much leeway. Now Sean Payton has to reel it in. But that was the biggest – you cannot let the players run the locker room. Because we, we want to win, but if you let us do what we want to do, we're going to do it. <laughs> well, That's also, if it, point. if it translates to winning – and what you're asking for is, is reasonable, and it's benefiting the whole team. Like Tom start, Brady got how that D-Lyman, How that D-lineman was talking to Russell? Hey. You remember that? You remember <laughs> how he looked at him? No, nah, yes. he was just trying to get him hype. He wanted to talk bad to him. And it's because of everything that they knew he was getting away with, yeah. nobody else was. I, I hear you. I'm angry I just, about it. I, yeah. I think that Sean Payton's expectations are high already. Russell Wilson's expectations are high already. And Sean is just reiterating what is clearly the energy in the building that he's the boss and he actually knows I how to do this. I think he's going to be better, though. And we're doing things a different way this year. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be better than last year. Speaking of Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's all in with New York after taking a huge pay cut. Are we seeing a new version of the four-time MVP? That's next. Let's speak. Not a scene. No. Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay for 18 seasons, but now it's all about Jordan Love. But... Former Packers quarterback reached out to Jordan Love before he started training camp. Let's take a listen. Aaron reached out to me last night, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah, he said, just be yourself, have fun, enjoy it. Um, you know, it's obviously my time now, and he just said, you know, be yourself. Aww. Aww. So sweet. You shouldn't have. That's you so sweet. Choker, you. <laughs> Aww. That's so nice. Those are teammates. What do you think, Jay? You think that's nice? He's a new man. I told you that. He's, he's like that, the grandpa now. Went from the dad being all strict mm-hmm. to the grandpa. He cares. Jordan Love, go out there and have a great year, man. Put them guys wrong. I think it's, I think it's very nice of Aaron. Mm-hmm. Brett did it. I did it. You can do it. <laughs> I mean, look, look, you know, maybe Aaron is, again, maybe he's like, he, you know, he did the darkness, darkness retreat. This is great advertising for the darkness retreat. He's come out a new man. He has emerged into the lights, a phoenix risen from the ashes, and he is transformed. Yeah, maybe. Like he just has all this, yeah, he has all this love, yeah, has like all this love to give. He just has like come some, down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. Like something biblical. And, you know, he's glowing. It's Moses like Rogers. It's, yeah. Oh. Moses Rogers. You're not, you're not buying it, Slink? I love it. I love it. Oh, this is all part of the Aaron Rodgers plan. All part of the Aaron Rodgers plan. Man, you give an Aaron a lot of credit. And for anybody out there who thinks I might be putting on my tinfoil hat, I got oh, a know, conspiracy got theory yeah, going yes, on yes. here. Uh, but look, I think this is all part of the calculation. Because okay. how if, if, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be a success with the New York Jets and he wants 
the uh, Green Bay Packers to fail as a result of drafting Jordan Love? Well, one, uh, I want to make sure everybody's clear. This isn't about Jordan Love. Jordan, we're, we're cool. I don't blame you. It's not your fault you got drafted. But you know what, Jordan? Just be yourself. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Like, is that going to motivate? Oh, so he's is disarming. That, is that going to motivate yeah. Jordan Love? Is Jordan Love going to be like, I got to show Aaron. I got to show that I can play, that they're not going to miss Aaron Rodgers. No, he's like, oh, I'm just going to have fun. Even, even Aaron thinks I'm I mean, Jordan's still going to try. Gonna be good. Well, oh, yeah, there's, gonna try. there's good. more news with Aaron in New York, and he just made major moves with the team's salary cap. He has reportedly restructured his contract, taking a pay cut of around $35 million over the next two seasons. So, Slick, you were alluding to it, but it's, this is just it's part, of the part, part of the plan. This is a part of the whole plan. Let me disarm Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Let me give the New York Jets some money back in order to build up the team around me. Let me. And let me show the Green Bay Packers that I'm willing to do whatever is necessary that I haven't, like, that I didn't do since they drafted Jordan Love. I didn't try to convince Devontae Adams to stay. I didn't go to OTAs. Uh, I didn't engage the young players and try to bring them along. Like, come on. Like, are you guys really, are you really, are you telling just, me I hear you're you. buying I'm that Aaron like, Rodgers has, like, that's a, transformed himself and he's just a brand new person? It's a Buscemi list with the lipstick of, like, guys to kill off to get to the final level to defeat the final boss of the Green Bay Packers. T-Day? This, is this the new Aaron Rodgers? This is who he always has been. Like, mm. He was fed up with Green Bay, and he didn't care. He was fed up with them. So when you fed up, I'm not going above and beyond for anything. I'm going to do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to OTAs because I'm not required. And I'm going to do the bare minimum. He didn't like what was going on in Green Bay, and he showed that, and he probably voiced. The fact that he's reaching out to Jordan Love, I guarantee that made Jordan Love feel good. Absolutely. The fact Absolutely. that he showed love yeah. to Jordan Love. You don't have to. That, no. Yeah. And so I don't. After today, Jordan Love ain't going to think about that. He's not going to think about Aaron Rodgers reaching, oh, I got to make sure I play well because Aaron sent me. To, he got to go out there and ball for himself, his teammates, his family, and the Green Bay Packers organization. Aaron Rodgers has been paid in, in a light that I'm not sure he should have been painted in. When you look at the way Green Bay is doing things, you said it earlier. You're going to draft Jordan Love and not give me a heads up? Like, really? And think I'm going to be cool with that? You think I'm going to be cool with you drafting my replacement and I still think I can play? We as athletes, we take that personal. Yeah. Like, really? So So there's nothing with Green Bay that I got love for except for my teammates. So that's, that's what I'm it. saying. That's what I'm saying. The but this resentment. is who he's always been. Y'all trying to act like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is just this guy where... No, no, no. He what, I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is what's... <laughs> what I'm saying is the motivation... His, his young receivers last year? Yeah. He look new to me. He yeah, be exactly. talking to his receivers now? Did, yeah, come hey, on. And what's the motivation? Like, what would motivate him to do all these things that he wasn't willing to do before. It, it, I mean, look, maybe it's I place. hear you, okay? You at the end of an exhausting relationship, you're not trying to do nothing, you're not buying no flowers, you're not on time, you're putting in no effort, right. and then you get in the new one and you're excited. And it's, no, 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 It's all the things that you were capable of, but you couldn't do it because it's so frustrating. I hear you, but and I get it. People put a lot of petty effort into, I mean, it couldn't be me, but people put a lot of effort into to making the, their past situations suffer through manipulation in their current situation. I hear you. 
But Aaron still has to go out and win for any oh, of for this sure. to matter. For sure, for sure, for sure. But to your point, like in the, it, it, in the relationship, you're always getting dogged. Like, you didn't buy me flowers. We ain't going out. You don't clean up the house. Like, da 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 right? All that stuff, right? Can't do and you're thinking, right. yeah, well, you know what? You treat me a little bit different than I'm out of doing. So you go on to the next relationship and you start doing all of those things. Just and it's side? like, yeah, because you know what? Side? I'm being treat, treated. No, just is a new one. It's oh, not the side, okay, the new. Okay, okay. The but new. it's big and short. Like, hey, we all watch quarterback, right? Yeah. We all, we all saw that. What did Patrick Mahomes say that he always tells the defensive linemen oh, from rushing him? Just right? so they don't hit him a little harder. Yeah, no, don't hit him. Hey, dog, uh, nice, nice job. job. Nice job, right? Good job, right? Good job, dog. Great job, dog. That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing with, with Jordan Love. Like, hey, man, hey, man, you're doing a great job. Hey, just enjoy yourself. Don't worry he about really it. He really wants him good. to succeed. He really, like, player to player. <laughs> yeah. Come I don't on. Know. When I left a team, I wanted all the dudes that I was cool with to, to do play well. well. I truly did. I want him to play well because I want him to get paid. Why didn't, want... he, why didn't he engage Jordan Love when he was there then? Because well, because he... that was his competition then. Jordan Love is not his Aaron competition didn't have now. A competition. No, but like in theory, they in drafted essence, him. Like, yeah. Like you on the same team. That's I don't, I don't die. They tried to replace him. That's what I'm saying. He's a new Man. guy. When you, when you left Philly, who was the running back? When you left, who took over? Oh, I didn't know him that well. <laughs> um, Marco Mary. Okay. They thought they oh. could do what I could do. They may realize they was wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't want to say that. I just, <laughs> obviously, it was, it was an issue. They paid him, too, right? I, I mean, they paid okay. me. paying me. Right. They paid, no, no, they no. Paid but they, but they, they, like, they took him to Dallas because they kind of gave him with Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he, he did great at Dallas. He, I think he led the league in rushing. I was third. He was first. Um, and then he went to the Eagles. And then you seen what happened. Uh, but did you text him good luck? when you? I don't, I don't know the, the gentleman uh, that well. I know him a little bit. I, I mean, I guess the conversation is, like, is Aaron doing all this because he really is truly a new man and he is enjoying his, his twilight years with a new yeah. organization and this he's leaning young. into having a good why time in New why York? Why can't people change? Or is all this just uh, calculated to make make the, the Packers look bad? You're giving him a lot I of credit. I think that he's in a he, – it's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a solid conspiracy. It's not, it's, it's not completely <laughs> – off the board, which is how conspiracies work. But I, I personally think that he's just in a new situation. And particularly because this isn't his, like, third or fourth team. This is, he spent his entire career with one organization, a legacy organization, yeah. where he was the face from the moment that he started. And now he is not just with a new team, a new team in New York, where he is the focal point of a team that is expected to do really well this year. In the media capital of the world. And the media capital of the country, and he's this is a lot. There's a lot happening. So there's different eyeballs. There's different expectations. If things didn't go wrong in Green Bay, it wasn't nobody's dragging him in Green Bay? It wasn't Aaron Rodgers' fault. If things go wrong in New York, it will be Aaron Rodgers' fault. It is a very different situation. I think he's just leaning in. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's a changed man. I don't know. Sometimes people can't change. wait till September. I can't wait. Coming up, Safan Diggs says any issues with the Bills, it's water under the bridge, it's over, the drama is over. Is it really over in Buffalo? That's next. It's over. Me. We all got some issues. Come on, it's over. Give me a hug. Get back to the NFL. Stephon Diggs created a lot of headlines earlier this offseason when he missed the first day of OTAs. There was speculation he had issues with the play calling and Josh Allen, but he cleared the air yesterday in training camp. Let's take a listen. As far as like me wanting to have say so on the play call like that is insane to me just because like like I couldn't call a play to save my life like that everything that we needed to be said was said and we talked it out as men all as well uh water on the bridge now we back at work that's still been my guy that's always going to be my guy so uh yeah we're fine yeah I like that okay nice. yeah, okay baby fine is an interesting word 
If your girl says she's fine to you. Mm. We gonna say, you sure? No, uh -oh. you're gonna say, okay, what's wrong? Uh, exactly. Sure? <laughs> I don't know. Fine to me. If I say fine, you ask me how I'm doing, I say fine, mm -hmm. I'm not fine. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. ask a follow-up question, mm -hmm. but just understand that that is what I'm saying today, mm -hmm. and when I'm ready to talk about it, I will engage. But I've given you my answer. Let's move on. It's not the time. You and my now, wife sharing notes? Uh, Man, no, this is, a, this is a very, uh, I'm about to ask y'all. If a woman says she's fine, she's not fine. It's, you don't have to wonder. It's, it's going to be a rough night for you. But, you know, maybe it's different. I have big masculine energy, but y'all tell me. When men say they're fine, are they fine? I'm cool. If I say I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine? Me. It's fine? You cool? Uh, right now, yeah, I'm fine enough. But, nah, it doesn't mean that everything's I right. I don't know it's fine. I don't know. It means I don't... Is, I don't. The, is the drama over in Buffalo Shady? I think it is. I mean, I got a lot of friends over there, and... Uh, you know, I asked them questions. I'm on the media side, so I got to know. And uh, they said that they haven't been talking the um, last couple months. They've been in the same arena at different events, um, like, you know, off-season, like um, fundraisers or, mm -hmm. like, sponsorships, whatever it is, foundation things, and, and they didn't speak. It, you, they didn't speak, right? And everybody was... They like, being they Josh. Were not Josh. Yeah, and Stefan. It was like, oh, wow, they're not. And then I heard that um, in camp, right? And I know that feeling being back in camp. You miss your boys, Right? TJ, what's up? I even see you. Joy, slick. Like, you, you happy to see your guys at camp. And mm. now it's like, it's us against everybody else. That's what camp is. We bond. We're in the same dorms together. We wake up at 6 a.m., eat breakfast together, laugh, go on the field, watch and tape. We're tired. We, we have the same Experience. um, uh, experiences, you know, adversity. We're dealing with that. So now I can see that him and Josh seeing each other talking. Like, bro, I was tripping, bro. My, my fault. Then probably Josh, yeah, I was tripping. And, and then now, it's like nothing never even happened. Just hug it out. And that's what brotherhood is about, is that we can get over things. Now, we talked about it earlier. Everybody's different. You may say something to me and piss me off, and I can get over it. I can check you and get over it. Well, some people may not can do that. They might take their time, and Stefan might take his time, right? But now he's over it. And I think that I respect what he said. Listen, we went through that. That's over. Water under the bridge is Buffalo. Circle the wagon. I like it. This is, for me, if, if he said it's over... I got to take his word for it. It's over. But I don't know. And for me, the biggest problem is this. Playoff game, January, 20-something. Minicamp, mid-June. That's almost six months. Hmm. That's a long time. So if I feel this type of way, maybe February, March, April, May, one of those months, <laughs> just one of those months, I'm a calling. Or I'm going to fly to where you at so we can figure this out. There's just no way from January to June mm. I still had this problem about a game we lost. If that's your Because guy. if I do, even if you're not my guy and we on the same team and we both are main players on this team, we got to address this. Mm. So I'm going to call you or I'm going to go see you or vice versa prior to that because as soon as you get to minicamp, they tell you go home. So you... You mad. Like, it wasn't just no regular conversation. They sent you home. Mm. Why did all that time have to go by before you addressed it? And that, to me, is the only problem. Because if you let something linger that long, this season start, is Josh going to force him the ball? Because you're mad about not getting the ball. Is Josh going to start forcing balls to him? You're getting the ball regardless. Diggs going to get 12, 15 targets a game regardless. Wow. That's the only problem that I have. He should have addressed it sooner because it was pretty much six months. That's a long time. Slick? Uh, yeah, this, this drama's over. There'll be a new play opening next week. 
mm. with Stefan Diggs. Because let's face it, this isn't the first time Stefan has gotten sideways, right? Come on now. You are the most unreceiver-like receiver I have ever met because you're not like prima donna level. I don't even put. No, I, I'm not gonna say that because people may watch this and be like, "Nah, <laughs> he, why TJ let him say that?" And then, to a certain degree, we all are. They, they all, okay. all watch. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, okay. they okay. all. Look, I may be a little less than others, but it's in me for sure. You're less than Stefan. Let's put it. I mean, if, if we're gonna grade wide receivers and maintenance and and how hot they can run. Stefan is up here, and you're somewhere in here. Uh, we, we, we heard these same things in Minnesota, right? The exact same issues, and got to where he, he admitted after the fact he was a bad teammate in Minnesota because things didn't go the way he wanted because he didn't like the way the offense was run. So this isn't that new. And the idea that they got past it for now, yeah, I buy that. Do I think that we're never – this issue isn't going to come up again? Like, how does, how does Stefan get upset in the first place? Who is being targeted more than he is? No, you're right. You're right. Like, yeah. in, in Buffalo. Nobody. Now, now, it ain't in, even cold. In Minnesota, you could almost say, well, Justin Jefferson was there. No, no, he like, didn't he play with Jets. It was Adam Thielen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Thielen. It was Thielen. Yeah, yeah. But you can make a case, like, he had to share. Yeah. But, but in Buffalo... It's just him, yeah. So and, and them three years together, like, I, what are they ranked? What second in p- passing yards? I think he's first in catches. Hey, three, three all pro. Thirteen I mean, every yeah, year so, almost. Well, we don't know yeah, what the exact yeah. issue was that was lingering and it for been as from long the, as it. Yeah, but as if there was, was. That one specific game, to TJ's point. Like you're gonna wait six. Oh no, months? I'm not waiting that long. Maybe. Because, uh, that, that, but that's just me. Shady's different. Everybody's everybody's, everybody's different. different how they handle conflict resolution. But to TJ's point, when you're on a team together and it's really on the two of you, you are the the two best players there, or, or two of the best players there, and your connection and your relationship matters for the success of the entire team. Mm. You would imagine that it would happen sooner. I, I I believe him if he's like he's speaking this way. They're there, so clearly something has been resolved. But we all know the most important thing is winning. So if things start to go awry at any point in the season or we have another incident in the postseason where it falls apart, that's, that's when this, this could come up again. But for the time being, it seems like it's, it's solved. It's fine. It's fine. Coming up, Jerry Jones wants to see less interceptions from Dak Prescott. So does Shady. But can the Cowboys quarterback fix his turnover problem? That's next on Speed. Yeah, Breaking news in the NFL with Joe Burrow. The Bengals quarterback hobbled off the field and was carted back into the facility during Bengals practice today. We're showing the video there. Non-contact injury, so very scary. Coach Zach Taylor said Burrow suffered a cap strain and gave no details on the severity of the injury. He also added that it is likely Burrow is out for preseason participation. Jamar Chase said his quarterback, quote, gave me the nod. I wasn't really worried. I believe he is all right. So that's good news. Yeah. They're pretty close. Uh, I don't think that Jamar would tell us if it was serious, but um, that's probably the extent of the information that he has as well right now. But this is obviously really unfortunate. This is that time of year where everyone is just holding their breath and trying to get through camp, but hopefully – Joe is okay, just the non-contact injury. This is scary. why you wait till September to pick who you think will do X, Y, because you just don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. when I watch that, 
he already had a sleeve on his right calf. He did, so I did, yeah. Something was already tight, bothering him, wasn't feeling right. And so I believe he should be okay, at least we in Cincinnati and the mm -hmm. fans worldwide yeah. hope he's going to be okay because without him, it's a wrap. I'm just glad it's a calf. Like, I'd rather have it a calf than a hamstring or Achilles or almost anything else. I mean, Joe... I, you don't want these soft tissue injuries happening now because okay, that's going to linger all year. You'll never yeah. have enough time to get it all the way Very where healthy. it needs to be. Yeah. It is a different leg than the one that he injured in 2020, but get well soon, Joe. We were excited yeah, yeah, to watch ready, you this year, right, and um, right. we probably won't expect to see him for the rest of the preseason. But let's move on to Dallas. Dak Prescott is coming off a career-high 15 interception season. Now, his head coach, Mike McCarthy, is calling the plays, and Jerry Jones has a clear vision for his quarterback this season. Take a listen. I expect to we'll see what we expect from Dak. J Jerry. Which is don't turn the ball over and be protective of the ball, which is what he really, when I think of Dak, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. That's what he does. <clears throat> well, Shady, what is your reaction to, to Jerry? I like what Jerry said. Hey, he trusts his quarterback. They pay a lot of money to, to protect the ball. So we, we should see a, uh, a different Dak Prescott, it sounds like. I mean, I, I just, I don't believe it, though. I don't believe it. I, I think that we, he may throw the same amount or more, maybe more. And real quick, you always say a career high of 15 picks. Why don't you ever say the career high of pick sixes? Is he, I mean, we can't. He, he led that I'm not, in. I'm not not saying it. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I just, I just can't see them like, What's going to be the difference? So, yeah, McCarthy says he wants to run the ball more. Okay. Right. But then you go out there and you get you a number two that's was just a number one for the Texans. Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks. Thousand-yard receiver each year. So it's like you're you going to get him to throw the ball less? Mm. You pay him that money to throw the ball less? I, mm. I don't believe that. So I guess we'll see. Um, I hope he does. I hope he throws less interceptions, right? I, I, I would love to see a, a more um, efficient Dak Prescott. I think it will be good for the league. It's the, the, Dallas Cowboys, right? Quarterback. I would like to see him do better. No. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. To your, to your point, though, I, I, yeah, I would expect that he's going to throw fewer interceptions. Uh, oh, well, well, not to my point. I, I didn't say he would oh, throw less picks. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, let me say, yeah. I Thanks expect that, that he will throw <laughs> sounds fewer better. Sounds interceptions. better. But in order to do that, he's going to have to play a, a more limited game. So how do you take advantage of Brandon Cooks? How do you take advantage of C.D. Lamb? How do you take advantage of this wide receiving core that's pretty damn good if you are going to be more conservative and limit the mistakes? What really jumped out at me, though, was Jerry Jones talking about Dak Prescott as what sounded like a system quarterback where we just need you to manage the game. Like, we just need you not to – we don't expect you to win the game – you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Dak Prescott not doing anything to lose the game. Mm. Now, there's plenty of quarterbacks that have been described that way. I've just never heard Jerry Jones kind of talk about Dak. Like, the first thing that comes to mind is that he doesn't turn the ball over? You paid $40 million a year for that, that level of quarterback? I don't know. Maybe, maybe today is just my conspiracy day, but... Um, it, it, it feels to me, it sounds to me like Jerry Jones's view of Dak may be shifting just a little bit. I think that that's what that run the ball comment means. I think they are going to dial it back. I mean, we talked a lot. There was a lot of conversation on this show when Dak was out about what their offense looked like because they had a more limited 
and safe offense with Cooper Rush. And we're successful. When Dak Prescott was out and they had success with him in beat. that. And, and part of that was because you're obviously not going to throw the entire playbook at Cooper Rush. But it worked with the roster that they had. Now, I don't think they need to go that limited, but it does seem like the idea, and, and, and it should be to some degree based off of how Dak performed last year with the interceptions and the pick sixes, and you can have a year where you have to throw a lot of interceptions. Matthew Stafford led the league in interceptions the year they won the Super Bowl. Okay. But are you throwing those when it matters? Are you right. throwing those in the postseason? Are you throwing those in a game where your defense is doing everything they can to keep you in this game? Are you throwing them when you, it's a wrong read, yeah, right? Yards, right, too. like what are these interceptions Or are you throwing, throwing them when they're tipping off your receiver's hands? That too. That too. I mean, yeah. you. Uh-oh. Oh, is that Uh-oh. where we're going there? Shady. Is that where we're going? I expect Dak Prescott to Same. limit his interceptions this season. Yeah, that, that pick right there. The Marks, we touched that too? I mean, that, was a, that was a terrible those, read. Those happened. You know, the National what about, Football League. What about league, this one? Those happened. That was a bad no, read. No, too. no, 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 no. What? The receiver, I remember that play. I remember that. In the, he you, literally, so you, so you that's too? a comeback. So him too. Hey, what is a comeback? Come back to the ball. It's not a stop route where you just sit there. You got to come back to the ball as a receiver. But that's on Dak Prescott. That's a comeback route. Mm. 18 yards and come back to the ball. You should probably catch it at 15, 14 so yards. So that's not on Dak? No. No. Receiver, get off the break Yo, that's, that's, and come back to the ball. You've been in the league for... for so I played 12 years. 12 years. And that was... That was... What What year was that? What was your first year? 2001. So 2001. And football, football's been playing way before that. And there's never been a stat that reads, oh... It's not a pick if it hits off a wide receiver's hand. No, no, no. Pick it. There's no, there's no, there's pick. no stat for that. No, no. This it's either it's a pick or deflection or it's nothing. Know. I don't know nothing. If that ball goes know, through the receiver's hands, we it's, don't, a, it's on it. It's we on the quarterback. We but it happens. Well, we can't do but that. This is what I'm saying is he might run to the dude, might run the route, and he might throw the ball to. Scott had a habit of <laughs> leading the league in interceptions. Last year was an outlier. That that's just hey, a year that he had that wasn't what he expected or how he has played in years past. A year happened. And so if this isn't something he does consistently, why would I expect him to have another year where he led the league in picks? He's never done it before. Can I ask you a question? So if we pay this quarterback more money, 40 a year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 100-something million dollars contract. Now we got to dial back the playbook so you don't throw picks? Tell me how that makes sense. Normally, if we give you more money, we want more production. Yeah. I really talk, don't, believe, talk to me I don't, I don't believe they're going to dial it back. When has Mike McCarthy dialed back and ran the ball? When? Well, they, the, they, the, they the say they're going to do the it. The statement is they, they ran the ball a lot last year. Ran the ball a so, lot last year. And, and, yes, they and, did. You, and to Shady's point, when you have an all-pro wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb. Hard, hard to, to do. do. And you add Brandon Cooks. And you have a running game. Come on. I don't like, believe they're going to run the ball more. I don't believe they, they will. Like, I believe they're going to be, they be, like, they 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 be very like, similar. We're talking like Dak is like a, a rookie quarterback or, or a guy that's a, a young quarterback. No, he's old enough. Yeah. He's been in the league. Yes. I wish he should be able to have a, a big service size offensive playbook because he's paid a lot now, and go out there and play. Could it, could it be? He injured his thumb. Oh, comes back a little I'm early. Could, do you could see what I'm saying about this? No, no, what I'm saying Yo, is this. He's a respectable Has guy. He ever, do you see how everybody no, no. gives him a pass? I'm do you not see giving this? him a pass. I'm he's, saying, talking about, he's talking about his thumb. No, 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 no. I'm done. And you're a quarterback. Slick, slick, slick. You're a quarterback. I'm done with this second. Hey. <laughs> talk to them. Talk to them. Talk to them. Hey, when you're a quarterback and you hurt your thumb, is that not going to affect how you throw sure, the ball? Sure, sure. That well, should... yeah, I hear you, TJ. My only thing with the injuries is if your injury is affecting your ability to play the position at the level in which your team needs you to play, 
then you are too hurt to play. As, as players, I done played with... I've had sure, broke bones in my back. Shouldn't have been you playing. Can't, you can't I be played. throwing interceptions in a playoff you, game and then blame it on injury. I mean, he's not. Dak's not, obviously. But, like, then blame it on injury. No disrespect to Cooper Rush. But uh, they backup quarterback isn't what they feel like, ah, we got him in the playoffs, we can win. Oh, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that it, we, those interceptions that Dak threw last year, Dak there are... Dak play well. He didn't play well at all. But this, you look at his career. Tell me this isn't an outlier of a season. I have a question. I have a question for the, the panel. Is this team... For them. For them. No, I'm no, no, done. for you. Because, <laughs> I'm done. I'm because, done. Shady, you know, I need you on this. Kay. Dak Prescott aside... Is this team better built to be a passing offense or a running offense? You got to be a passing offense when you pay the guys what you're paying them. Dak is paid. CD going to give. You got to be. That's just what it is. Dak no, just, yeah. you gotta why are we talking about, about Dylander back? Coming up, we got some family business to attend to, and we do mean family business. So stick around. Yeah, That's right. next on speak. This is sad, yo. I cannot believe you did this. Welcome back to Speak. We've got the whole family here with us. Shady, you want to you introduce everybody? Young this, Shady. This is my dad. I'm Michelle McCoy Jr. These are my two gremlin friends. We have Mr. We have Angmar over here and Isaac. Um, I don't know who these people are. I just met them. You didn't introduce the show? I mean, well, this are, show is called watching? Show is called Speak. And I say it's a pretty good show. I mean, I watch it sometimes. I mean, I sometimes do the shows on here. Yeah. But for right now, that's it for us. Race Hub is next. I uh, will see you later. Broadcasting future in the family. Good job. We like it. Shady. Dad does an okay job on the show? Yep. He does a good job. We, all right. We're, <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. He's like, Dad, you call Colin Murray garbage. <laughs> I think he's doing fine. <laughs>